I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us today for this extended interview with Jen, where she's going to tell us a few strategies on how to get funding for your startup. So the first question that I have is, where do you find your investors? On the Internet. Honestly, Internet is everybody's best friend. Do your research on all the venture capitalist firms, most popular angel investors out there. There are so many lists that you can pull. So get the, those names, put together Google Sheet, enter those information in there. AngelList, Crunchbase, all those are good platforms for everyone to get started on their research. When you start pitching to all of these investors, you come across a lot of no's. How do you deal with rejection and how do you emotionally get over that? <laughs> okay, that's really hard. Even until now, getting a no is not easy. But always be prepared that there will always be more no's than yeses. That's what makes the yes that much more exciting and valuable. Understand that there are, when it comes to prospects, it's endless. When someone does not fully believe in your idea or they are not invest, currently actively investing in that space, move on. Their time is valuable. Your time is even more valuable. So there is no need to try to convince somebody if they, they're not excited about what it is that you do. Just move on to the next one. When you do get that no, do they ever tell you the reason why they rejected you? And how should someone leverage that relationship that they already formed, even if that company says no to them? It's always the startup founder's responsibility to ask for the reason behind the no. There is always a reason. Whether the space you are in does not align with the space they're investing in or you're too early, even when they tell you that you're too early, you have to ask specifically what they mean by that. Is it because you don't want to, ha uh, we don't have as many users, so... At what point is it appropriate for us to reach out? If they say when you have $10,000 in monthly recurring revenue. So that gives you an understanding of what it is they're looking for. So you know when to circle back in the future. It's mostly about building a relationship with investors. Even though you know they're the ones giving money, at the end of the day, they are people, human as well. And human's relationship is built based on trust so show them that you take their time and their feedback seriously and do your follow-up once a month twice a month eventually it's that relationship that will make the difference what is your best tip on how to network and what's worked for you I'm not the best at networking, honestly. I find it very hard to talk to people that I don't know in a crowded event. But I have learned 
to approach people, try to engage people, engage with other people. And I think the most important thing is to listen to other people. Keep in mind what they are saying instead of being so in your head about trying to get a statement out there or trying to get your idea across because that's not how you want to be remembered. That's not how you stay memorable. You know, being a pleasant person, being able to have a conversation, respond to what others are saying are going to build a basic relationship that may turn into a friendship or something much more later on that you can follow up with. Now, once you have the investors and you got that yes after all the no's and we're all excited, what is your best tip for negotiating? Getting a yes is great. It may seem like things are done after all this work, but actually once you get the yes, the work just has just started. Well, for companies who are fundraising for the first time in the in the States, maybe it's not always about negotiating your valuation because there are many ways to not have to do that. But if you are in a situation where it is a priced round of fundraising and you have to discuss valuation, you, you should do your homework. It's not a number of, oh, I can give away 15% of my company, 30%, 10%. Like, where do you come up with no those numbers? You have to be able to back it up, whether it be through the comparables to what we call comps. The research that you do in your space, comparing yourself and your competitions, how much did they raise in their first round and their most recent round and what their valuation was? So that's one way to do it. And of course, the second thing is to keep in mind where you are with your company at this moment, how much time have you spent? How much of the product have you built? How much runway do you have? How many people are working full-time on the, on the company? So all of these things are assets to your business and they can work to justify the number much better. It's never just a number. That number has to mean something and that is how you negotiate. By the way, Jen is really knowledgeable about this because she has gotten a few hundred thousand of dollars, right? <laughs> so guys, you have to process, listen. In the process. <laughs> She's gotten a huge amount of money for her company. No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> She's very... Fingers crossed, everybody. <laughs> pray that we get that money in the bank because until the money hits your bank account, it doesn't count. That's our next question. What is the transition between getting a yes and getting the money in the bank? So for us in this round, it's a priced round. So we actually have to talk about valuation. And that means coming up with extensive research in terms of our competition, where we're at with the company, everything that I've just mentioned, putting it together in a report. And it's a few rounds of back and forth with the investor until you can agree on one number. And that number is important because it matters now how much you give away in this round and also it matters for your next round. And once you do that, then there is due diligence, which means you need to put together a whole 
folder they call data room data room inside there are about 10 other folders of your financial statements contracts everything that the investors need to know about you and it's always best to have that prepared so you want to be organized yourself and keep that an up-to-date drive for your own sake usually the process from a verbal commitment to a signed term sheet and money in the bank the process is at least six weeks. We are still in the process. So I will have a more definite response as to how long it actually takes. But everybody is different because of the industry and your, the stage of your product. But keep working. It's about staying on top of it. Investors are so busy. They probably are active with many you know, more than one deals at one time. So you need to remember to follow up. And when they ask for something, it's always best that you can deliver it right away and you're the one waiting on them instead of them waiting on you. So, I mean, that is something that we are trying to do better as well. But it takes time. It takes a lot of patience as well as active work in order to get that money actually in the bank. And remember, just because they say and yes doesn't mean you can just stop working. How much work can you do from the time they give a yes to the money is actually in the bank? That's six weeks. Can you lend another client? Can you gain another thousand of users? All of those things, it shows how much you can do as a startup founder. Definitely incredible and valuable tips. So if you guys have questions, make sure to visit Jen. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? So definitely come to our website. Our contact email is listed on the website. And one of our team members will forward that email to me. So if it's a question that is particularly addressed for me, I will always make the time to answer. But our website is withdip.com. So come learn about what we do. Reach out whenever. I'm always here to help. Thank you, John. I really appreciate all of the knowledge that you gave us. And thanks for joining me here today. Thank you. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.